Hi, Money Makers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, <laughs> share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. So I saw a recent post which says, don't soft life yourself into debt. And typically people think about soft life as enjoying yourself and enjoying the finer things in life. But somehow people have, I guess, every good thing, too much of something good is bad, have <laughs> ended up being in debt as a result of this. Because one of the like strangest things that has been going on, especially in economics, and the whole global economic situation going on, people have found that even people who are earning six figures and upwards are just one paycheck or one emergency away from like bankruptcy. And everyone would be like, ah, why is it like when you're earning six figures, you're supposed to be really comfortable, build up your savings. And as a result of this, a lot of people do not actively do a statement of cash flow in their lives. They don't actively like check okay what's our asset what's our liabilities where are we really are we really financially equipped to enjoy a soft life in all its magnitude or occasional soft life but what do you think about that i mean i definitely agree with you if you ask me i think the basic reason is people are not intentional about mm-hmm. their finances really like break down and analyze and say okay how much you actually have there's a difference between how much you have in your 401k and yeah. how much you have to spend in cash. Yeah. There's a difference between how much you have in your long-term investment account and how much you have just to spend on you know, the fun stuff of life. And I think people don't realize that wealth is not about how much you're making, but how much you're keeping. Yeah. And that's what gets a lot of people into trouble because, oh, I'm making this much. That's great. But how much do how you much have left? Yeah. <laughs> So I think one thing I'll advise many people to do, regardless of how much you earn, is to really have a balance sheet for mm. your finances. So basically, a, fin- a balance sheet, we also call it a statement of financial position, shows the health of a company. Yes. But you can actually do it for yourself. You, you can see your financial health mm-hmm. from a balance sheet. And what you have is you have your assets and you have your liabilities. And the difference between those two variables becomes that's your net worth. That's what you have mm-hmm. left, mm-hmm. right? And one thing, I remember I was working on a project and we we're taking a look at a family who they were actually earning decent money, but they were in trouble. And this is the reason they had a lot of money in their investments. You know, they had a lot in the 401k. They even received like about 80000 from their aunt's insurance benefit. So it yeah. looked like they were good, right? They had a lot of assets, but guess what? They also had a lot of liabilities. And what made this... So what were the liabilities? Mm-hmm. Because we, we want to really understand. Because we were like, oh, liability, liability. What What is this liability really? What can be considered? Because we have an episode where we say like people's houses could potentially be a liability for them when they are over leveraged. Yeah. Uh, we also have a spot where people. some people say, oh, the cars are considered assets. But they could also sue because it's so like, what exactly were the liabilities and can you expand on when quote-unquote assets could potentially even be liabilities for people? For sure. So just to define a liability once again for people who don't know, a liability yeah. is when you owe something. Yeah. It's something that you owe is not really providing economic benefit to you. Maybe mm-hmm. in the past, but now you have to pay it back. Yeah. So an example is a loan. Yeah. So maybe, you know, you had to take a personal loan, whatever it was for, but now you have to give that money back. Yeah. Most likely along with interest. Yeah. So back with the project, 
they had a lot of assets in terms of 401k and insurance benefit. They even had personal assets like jewelry, some of these baseball classic cards that have no value. However, yeah. some of their liabilities, they had a lot of credit card debt. Hmm. You know, the wife and the family just bought a new car, so mm-hmm. she had to pay that. They had a really high interest rate. Okay. So can you now see the difference between the assets and the liabilities they had? Many of the assets they had were not callable immediately. Mm. You cannot touch your 401k right now. You know, baseball jewelry takes some time to have to those sell. sold. Yeah. And it's also dependent on the value of exactly. what the buyer put on it. Because yeah. if you thought the value was $50 and someone's like, okay, nope. that's cute. Yeah. I'm going to buy for $20. <laughs> You've just lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only really liquid asset they had was the insurance benefit and yeah. they wanted to save that money for their kids tuition college. when she mm-hmm. goes to college you know however like currently because when you owe something your credit card you have to pay every month yes your house mortgage payment you have to pay every month yeah they had a lot of recurrent liabilities and also yeah. they had expenses as well yeah they spend money you know eating out they spend money on vacation which all these things are not bad but you really have to sit down and analyze if and you can break it down it. if you can afford it Many people today will just look at their the assets and huh, I have a hundred thousand in my four one K, I have this in my long term investing account. I'm like, okay, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I'm good to yeah. go. But bruh, you cannot touch that money. Yeah. If you withdraw money from your four one K, you get charged. There's yeah. actually a charge for it and you pay the taxes right now. Yeah. So many people we need to be very intentional about having assets and how liquid they are. Mm. You know, being liquid is very, very important. It's That's possible to have a whole lot of assets. Maybe you even have a house. You have different things, well, but how much do you have liquid like, cash? I know like right now, a lot of people who are trying to sell their homes are suffering through liquidity because like liquidity, liquidity was high over in 2020 and 2021 where yeah. it was a seller's market. You can put crap out there. Yeah. The house is literally falling on the floor and somebody is going to take it instantly. That's but true. now I'm noticing like even when the numbers came out, 11% down in sales of homes, 11% down in mortgage applications. So I like when you mentioned liquidity, like, and can you expand on what liquidity is for people who don't fully understand? Yeah. So liquidity, I'll, let me explain in terms of, of the market. Liquidity is basically just money that is available to either yes. buy or sell something. And typically, yes. I will even use the market because we have that happening right now. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's not, not a lot of money in the market, not a lot of people buying especially on the buy side, yeah. it makes the market a little more funky because now people who hold securities are like, wait a minute. So they're not, they're not as many people who oh, want to buy securities yeah. as it was six months ago. Maybe I should get out. That's yeah. why if you look at the market, it's we haven't 4% down this, 5% down this so easily. Typically, it's not like that because typically we'll have the bid side. The bid side is the buy side. The same way people are selling, you will have a lot of people buying and backing up the price action. But now, because not so many people are buying, it is so easy for the market to just go down very, very much. It's it's similar. It applies right now. How much do you really have to take care of your short-term expenses? I think to even add on to that, just to make it easier for people, just think about liquidity as even if you have an asset, how quickly can that be turned into cash? So if it's harder for you to turn that thing into cash you are trending towards like being illiquid. And yes. that's a problem for, for anyone because when your expenses come out, when an emergency comes out, 
if you're not able to sell whatever it is you think is an asset so quickly, which is why a lot of people really like stocks because yeah. it's easy to sell to it sell really, it. really quickly. Yeah. Compared to like a house, exactly, a car, exactly. It takes it's a process. time, yeah. uh, authentication, and well, all literally that. Literally, you stuff. can go off your phone as long as the market is open. Boom. I think maybe that's why like people like Carvana and Auto Trader and Co for cars are becoming mm-hmm. big because they give you a cash offer right then and there. Exactly. You're able to like sell that really quickly. But definitely, I think everyone needs to do a statement of cash flow in their lives, taking, okay, what's my revenue, quote unquote, which would be basically any money coming in, subtract it from any money going out. And then you now have, okay, this is how much I should have left. And this is before your other uh, miscellaneous expenses. So the first thing you have to do is to find like, okay, what are my fixed expenses? Things that you have, your rent slash mortgage, any loans that you're paying, any uh, reoccurring loans that you're paying, be personal, student loans, any sort of loan that you're paying, those two really come in. Your utilities are extremely important. Groceries for eating are extremely important. So those things have to come first. Then after you get like, okay, this is what the gross would be. Then you start with miscellaneous stuff like, oh, trips. You know, I want to buy XYZ bag or I want to buy XYZ car or whatever. So those are some of the ways you can get that out of the way. And then you can see like, okay, in this miscellaneous stuff, I noticed that, oh, I had out my expenses only took 30% of my reoccurring revenue, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking at my miscellaneous and they're thinking like 40%. Then you now know where the problem is. I think you also also identify the problem. If it's your reoccurring expenses, that is the problem. Or if it's your miscellaneous, that is the problem. And that's really important because if your reoccurring expense is the problem, then you know, okay, it's an issue of I have to increase my earnings. Yeah. But if it's a miscellaneous problem, it's an issue of I am overspending Spending. or I'm over leveraging myself type of deal. But what do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think being intentional is definitely the first step yeah. you know, to overcoming this problem that many people face today. And we actually spoke about this. I was talking to one of my colleagues, it, and we talked about this in behavioral finance, that yeah. even when people start earning more, they, in their mind, they think, you know, everything has changed. They can actually spend more. But they're forgetting that, especially today, there's inflation, right? Yeah. Even though you received, you know, a higher raise or uh-huh. you're getting more in your paycheck, the cost of gas is higher. You know, we're looking at Most it Most things have increased on yeah. average 15%. Yeah. yeah. In, in California, it's almost $7, you know. Yeah. And if you go to the grocery store, buying food and stuff. So, this is just some of the things you need to consider when, you know, planning your cash. And always, always write it down. Even though you're not at the level where you're going to use Excel to break everything down. Yeah. Even though you're going to use your phone or you're going to write it on a piece of paper, you know, just document it. How much you're spending, you know, how much you need to spend and yeah. how, how much you're earning. Yeah. You know? I definitely agree. Just to summarize, we're just talking about liquidity and how it's important for you as an individual individual to be liquid because that's why some people fall into bankruptcy because they're not able to have enough money to service whatever debt or expenses that they have. And we talked about how doing a statement of cash flow for your life is really important because that way you know, okay, which expenses, if it's a miscellaneous expenses or if it's your recurring expenses that are putting a damper on how much I can save or invest And that way, you know where to either increase your earnings or reduce your spending. Because I think one of the misconceptions people make is like anytime they think, oh, I need more money or cut down spending. But like if these things are things you you absolutely have to spend, there is no cutting it. 
Yeah. You can't cut it. You you can't go and cut your the loans that you have to pay every month. <laughs> you can't cut your except maybe you move to a lower place or you downgrade. Yeah. But even then, still so you you cut up to a certain extent. So definitely, I hope this episode helps y'all, and I hope you enjoyed and you learned something for it. But other than that, have a good one.